0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry A teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng It's okay. such a joy to see every one of you here this evening I'd like us to... Continue, have you started recording? I would like us to continue with what we talked about on Sunday in church, talking about the principles of success. And I want us to go a little bit deeper and examine a few things. You know, most times when we call ourselves Christians or children of God or sons of God, we, I think for most of us, we feel that church is about, well, on Sunday mornings, I don't go and play football. Okay? Or Sunday mornings, I don't go to the shrine. Or Sunday mornings, I don't go to... uh To the mosque. Okay, they go on Friday. (laughs) Okay. You know, so I have to go somewhere. It has not become for us a way of life. And I want to emphasize that. It has not Colossians chapter one, verse 13. It has not become for many of us a way of life. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Colossians 1.13. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into or translated us. The New King James says, conveyed us. The Amplified says, He had transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now, I want you to pay attention to this. The Bible says that word heart, H-A-T-H, is past tense. You see, when you read these scriptures, don't be in a hurry to say, oh, I know it. No, the proof that you know a scripture is that it is working in your life. If it's not working in your life, you don't know it. Are you following what I'm saying? If it, if it has not changed your behavior, you don't know it. Now, let, let me explain what that means to you. It means that before you were born again, you were, you belonged to a certain kingdom. And in that kingdom, there is a way they get things done. But now, you are born again. Now, when you became born again, you were now transferred into another kingdom called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the son of his love. What that means is that you have to learn how things are done in this kingdom. But some people don't want to relearn. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, to renew our mind. Let's read that, Romans 12. Let's read that, Romans chapter 12. You know, these are popular verses of scripture, but don't ever get too familiar with the scriptures. It will ruin your Christian walk. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't get too familiar with the Bible. (laughs) Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Look at verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want you to look at this. It means that transformation is a product of mind renewal. Let's think deeply on that. That means, right, that means if my brother here, right, is, let's say he was not born again and he became born again, he is now a child of God, he has been translated into the kingdom of God, his salvation is a free gift from God, that is God's path. But if he wants to experience practical transformation, he has a responsibility. I'll tell you this, God will not renew your mind for you. you the renewal of your mind is what is your personal responsibility. And I'll say this to you now, I'll say this to you this evening, do not think that what I am saying is very easy. Sometimes it can take you years to renew your mind. Maybe maybe for those of you who are not married, you might not understand this example. But when you're you're married, maybe you're married, I've been married for 10 years now, and maybe after about 10 years, your wife will do something. You would, in your mind, you think that, do you still think this way? It's been 10 years, but the mind has not been renewed the most difficult thing for people to live are mental habits. That's why the believer, the child of God, has to make conscious efforts to renew your mind. Most of us believe that God wants to bless us. But the way we talk shows that we are poor people. Our mind has not been renewed. Are you following what I'm saying? For instance, you believe that God wants to prosper you. And here is someone who cheated you out of 15 naira. Because of that, you cause a big fight. You have not yet believed that God wants to prosper you. You, you see, the, so mind renewal is not to say, I believe, I believe. No, if your mind has been renewed, the Bible says you will be transformed. That means that you will actually change. That word means metamorphosis. It means to change from a. it's like a butterfly. You change from that egg stage onto a beautiful butterfly. That means you are so transformed that people will see the effect of your transformation. But it takes a conscious effort to renew your mind. It takes a deliberate effort to renew your mind. It takes a systematic effort to renew your mind. You have to have a mind renewal timetable. That means I'm going to study the Word of God. I'm going to study the Word of God. You are you are being attacked by all kinds of sickness. You take up God's Word on healing. You stay there until you cannot see yourself sick. You you've been, you're struggling with lack. You take the Scriptures until even if there is nothing literally in your bank account, it does not affect your smile. You are too sure that God's word will prosper you. This thing takes time and it takes effort. You know, most people are so afraid of the future. They are so scared. They don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You stay on the word of God until you renew your mind. And it's like you cannot wait for the future to come. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. You know, that's where we were on Sunday. looking at... um the subject of godly success. And I, and I emphasize that, never measure success by material things. It's a wrong measurement. Measure success by how much you are obedient to the word of God. Let me, let me give you an example. If this man here is called to be a pastor, okay, right? Right? You know what you know what capacity means, right? You know what capacity means. If I say uh, this man has a capacity to carry 200 people, and this man has a capacity to carry 500 people, okay? Let me give you a typical example. And this man has a capacity to carry 100, so he has capacity for 100, he has capacity for 200, he has capacity for 500. If this man carries 350 okay if this guy he has capacity for 500 if he carries 350 this man carries hundred do you know that this man will be feeling so bad that he did not carry 350. he will be praying that god will make him like this man but out of both of them who is successful who is successful the man who carries 100 because that's the capacity that God is given to him. And this man looks at these other man. I'm going to talk about that in church on Sunday. The dangers of comparison. This man looks at this man and says, Well, at least my age mates are carrying 100. I carry 350. There's nothing like age mates in life. There's nothing like that. Every one of us came to this life with a unique assignment that cannot be duplicated. You don't have age mates. And God looks at this man and says, you can be more. You can do more. And this man rests and says, at least I'm better than him. At least I'm better than this man that is taking 200. And all of them submits to him because he's carrying 250. And in God's mind, God is saying, look at all of you submitting to a failure. Do you know that there are people who build large cathedrals and in God's mind they are failures because maybe God did not send them to even pastor a church. They were called to be evangelists. Some people, see, one prayer you must pray in your life is not to succeed outside of the will of God. In quotes. What I mean is, do not make progress in what God has not sent you. Are you following what I'm saying? You make so much progress. The world is capping for you. And God is just wondering, is that why I sent you to this place? That's not the reason. That's why when he talks about renewing the mind of, in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, he talks about transformation in context with the will of God. He puts it there. Romans 12 1. You can put that up again. Romans 12 verse 2. Look at this. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know what? If we begin to read down, give me verse 3. If we begin to read down, it says, For I say to you through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Right? Go to verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Verse 5, so we being many, and one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Verse 6, look at verse 6, very important. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. I want to explain something to you. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 is in context with using our gifts. That means that I renew my mind to the point where I can prove the will of God in the gifts that he has given to me to be of a blessing to the body of Christ and to be of a blessing. Hallelujah. And that's very very important. That's very, very important. We renew our mind to the extent where we can be able to take advantage of the grace and the gifts of God in our lives to be of a blessing to other people. If you think of yourself as a failure, you will never rise to bless someone else. You would always live as a victim that you always want people to help you. That's why there are certain kinds of prayers that I make sure that we don't pray in our church. For instance, someone would say, pray that your destiny helpers would locate you. Who are you that needs to be located? Why don't you pray? And thank God for the blessing of God on your life so you can help someone else. Every time you see yourself as a victim, you see yourself less than what Christ has achieved for you. And you know the reason we see ourselves like that? We're not driving cars like other people. We're not in big houses like other people. But I said something, that when you become a Christian, there is a way to success. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7 to 8. There is a way to success when you become a child of God. And I want to say this to you. Never forget this statement. The child of God is not the one looking for success. He is successful in his spirit already. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say that to yourself. Say I'm successful. Say it one more time. Say I am successful. Say it with some confidence. Say I am successful. You're not trying to be. You see every time you say you're trying to be something it means you're trying every time you say you're trying to be something it means you are not already praise god are you there in joseph chapter 1 verse 7 look at this only be thou strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which moses my servant commanded you Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. I I want to, you know, I taught this in church on Sunday, but I want to take my time to explain certain things today. Do you have the New King James Version? Use that. It says, you may prosper, the King James Version says, whatsoever thou goest. I don't like the goest thing. But what it actually means is wherever you go wherever you go please follow this it says if you observe the word if you live according to the word your location is irrelevant if you meditate on god's word your location is irrelevant That means, listen carefully to me tonight, it means that a Christian who thinks he can succeed somewhere else apart from where he is had not renewed his mind. If you think, oh, if I go to, oh, I will not be suffering. If I go to Lagos, if I go to Portaco, look at what the Bible says. If you would observe to obey God's word and you stay on the word, the Bible says wherever you go, you prosper. Remember, I define prosperity on Sunday as what? Making increase or going forward. That means, look at this carefully now. That means... The ability for any land to hold you down has been deactivated. It means if your assignment takes you, it means that if they send you somewhere, if you go to Podakot, you will excel. If they put you in Bonny Island, you'll excel. If they take you to Lagos, you'd excel. If they take you to Ibadan, you will excel. It is not the place that is making you excel. It is the word of God that you are obeying that has become the source of your success. I want that to sink into your spirits. I want that to sink into your spirit. Wherever you go, the Bible says, wherever he goeth, he shall prosper. Wherever. Wherever. So if you, in your mind, you still think, oh, this place, oh, there's nothing I can do here. Oh, I can't make money in this place. You have not renewed your mind. You're still thinking like someone who is not born again. Uh, anywhere the Lord has sent us to plant a church, we have never looked at the place and said, Oh, I wish we are planting a church there. No. The Bible says, wherever we go, wherever we go, that means our progress is an internal factor. It comes from inside of us. All we have to do is to do what? To show up in the place. That's why... I am so embarrassed by ministers who would teach that a Christian should pack out of a compound because people who stay in that compound don't prosper. That's inconsistent with the word of God. Now God is saying wherever you go, of course this should include wherever compound you're staying. You move out of your compound because you want to move out of your compound. If anything else is moving you out of there, if it is fear, then you're not a child of God. How can I stay? They say, people don't prosper in this compound. Is my prosperity tied to where I stay? It's not tied. It's from my spirit. How come the children of Israel prospered in the wilderness? That Look at this. They so prospered in the wilderness, that people who were in cities were afraid of people in the wilderness. Why did the king, Balak, called Balaam to come and curse the children of Israel? You are a king. You have your own city. He saw people coming from the wilderness. But he saw something in them. You know what happened? He brought a prophet to curse them. These people didn't have cities. But they saw something in them. It was the glory of God in their lives. Look at what Rahab, the prostitute, told the spies. He says, we have heard of you. He says, we have heard of what you have done to the nations. What you are afraid of is afraid of you. In fact, when they say people don't make it in this land, that's why God brought you here, to prove that theory wrong. When he say, oh, marriages don't succeed in this land, that's why God brought you here, to prove that you're wrong. When he say, oh, all the young girls in this land, they always misbehave, that's why God raised you here, to prove that you're wrong. Because you know what? In every generation, God does not leave himself without a witness. It, listen, let me explain this to you. If God cannot bless you here, there's no reason why God should be able to bless you somewhere else. I'll tell you one scripture that changed my life. Psalm 24. One scripture that changed my life. Psalm 24. Talk about meditating on the word. I meditated on this so long. Verse 1 24, Psalm 24, verse 1. Look at this. This, this scripture changed my life many years ago. I stayed on it. I stayed on it. I read it. Look at this. The earth is the Lord's. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. The earth is the Lord's. Of course, the earth includes the earth, right? Includes every city. Includes every village. Look at this. And the fullness thereof. That means the things that make up the earth. They belong to who? They belong to God. The world. And they that dwell therein. This is interesting. The earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world is the Lord, then the people that dwell in the world or in the earth, they belong to God. So, if we want to make this, if we want to summarize this verse of scripture, we can say everything belongs to God. So, can I tell you something? If God needs to get someone from Australia, I'm just giving you an example. If God needs to get someone from Australia, to bless you at least god knows the road <laughs> at least god knows the road god knows where he can put you and put him and cause both of you to meet and set you up you know i use our marriage sometimes as an example of this god has blessed us with a wonderful marriage but how did we meet we didn't meet on facebook I was posted to Zamfara to serve. And my wife was posted there also. I could have been posted anywhere else. And I want to say this. I'm very careful when I say this. Be careful how much pressure you put on yourself to change locations. Be very careful of that. Because I know people in those days where they posted us. Ah, they don't get jobs. Ah, they don't get jobs. Zamfara, Charia State. What are you going to do there? I'm working my transfer. And some walked themselves out of the plan of God. They walked to Abuja. Walked to Lagos. They got a job. I'm just saying. They got a job. They got money. And met very terrible women. And maybe what God just wanted you to do was go to this place and get a good wife. And later, the, God will sort of the job. You went after your own plan got a good job, and missed the other. Anywhere God takes you to, there is a reason. It is all part of your plan. Can I tell you the funny story? The person who I stayed in his house to plant KDC, Bonnie Island, we met when I was serving. We became friends in my youth service days. So let me explain this to you. I'm talking about meditating on the word as the key to our success. Now, uh, we, we, we planted the church maybe maybe eight years after we finished service. That means God knows that in eight years' time, this guy is going to plant a church, let's say, in Abuja. And God knows that this guy is going to have a job in Abuja and is going to have a house that can take care of this guy. You know what God does? Where can I get these two guys to meet? Okay, this guy read geography. This guy read uh, whatever he read. Okay, I'm going to use the, the federal government. I post you to Kano, and I post this guy to Kano, and I make both of you love the same fellowship. You belong to the same fellowship. You become friends, and God is making that arrangement because eight years down the line you'll need Him to fulfill your purpose. But you know what you do? Ah, oh, there's no good thing in Kano. How can you? Ah, I can't stay with these Muslim people. God forbid, bad thing. I'm going to where I can serve the Lord freely. You work your transfer. Because you are a Yoruba man to Ibadan. Where you can be speaking Yoruba and eating Amala. And then, I mean, the thing with God is it's not as if you will scatter God's plan. You will only delay your journey. And you walk out of the purpose of God for your life. Because in the natural, you did not believe the scripture that says Joshua 1, 7, wherever he goes, he will prosper. Now remember what we said about prosperity. Prosperity is not about money, right? Making progress. So maybe just knowing someone is the progress you need for that stage of your life. Maybe that's just it. Or how many of you have, maybe a situation came up in your life and they said, do you know someone here? And you quickly looked at your phone and you caught someone you knew many years back and in your heart you said, thank God I knew this person. That's what prosperity is. Sometimes prosperity comes in form of relationships. Not money. Relationships. People you know. Are you following what I'm saying? But it comes from believing that wherever I go, I'll prosper. Let's look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. The book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mouth. That means that the believer speaks The word only. The believer speaks what? I I didn't hear you. The believer does what? Speaks the word only. Things are bad. Is that the word? So we don't say it. Ah, people are suffering in this land. Is that the word? No. It's a choice. Look at it. The book of the Lord shall not depart out of mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now, I want to talk about that word meditation. It means, the Hebrew word haggah, meditation. It means haggah, to utter, to speak, to roar. It's like when you scream. You know, and I want to talk about this. When you roar or when you scream, you know what is in your heart is what comes out. Like, Like you're scared, you know. Some of you, you shout your grandmother's name when you're scared. I don't know what, how that helps you. You know, some of you just shout Jesus. You know, you say. so you roar. Okay. Then the next word is to... Um, it's like an image or to imagine. I've never seen this. As I was studying this, I saw it. That meditation means to do what? To imagine. You know, some of us imagine ourselves as failures. But you know what it says Take the word of God and use it as your basis for imagination. You know, for instance, you see some, some women are so scared. Ah, they say, don't, don't, don't go to your, don't eat somewhere else. Don't eat somebody's food. Don't, you know, people are so scared. Why? Imaginations. They're imagining that oppressing their child. In fact, some of them in their imaginations had already gone to the cemetery. That's how far they've gone. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it so quick to imagine negative things? Why don't you think that one day someone will offer your child a scholarship? People don't think that way. You know what they think? One day they will poison my child. You don't think like that. You know, someone was talking to me the other day, and he says, you know, people don't like me. I said, how do you know? He said, I just know. How can you just know that people don't like you? I said, have you ever asked them? He said, no. He said, how? I said, how do you know? He said, by their behavior. I said, wow. <laughs> how do you know by their behavior? He said, they are behaving one kind. I said, what what kind of behavior is exactly one kind and the more i asked the questions the more i found out it was just imagination have you heard these people say something against you no have they slapped you once no have they fought you once no so how come you have drawn a conclusion You know, that's how people conclude about their lives even before they begin. This island, there are no jobs. Yet, he's looking for a job. The funny thing about human beings, anywhere you are going to, people are living there that the place is not working. Have you experienced it? Have you heard people say, man, I just want to go to Lagos? And guys in Lagos are calling to say, (laughs) we are coming home. A believer must never be scattered. Your success must be rooted in the word. And this thing I'm teaching you, if you take it to heart, there's nowhere in this world you go. Even when you go to the so-called developed countries and people say they are suffering there, the scripture says, when men say there is a casting down, it says, you will say there is a lifting up. It's not just a matter of confession. It is that your life will be an example of someone who is being lifted up in the midst of adversity. Because you do one thing, you meditate on the word. Keep the word first place in your life. Hallelujah. Keep the word first place in your life. Pay attention to the word. Read the word. Speak the word. Sleep the word. Build your life around the world. Let me explain this to you. If you try to excel by human energy, you will be very frustrated in this life. Go and ask people sometimes as a child of god you go to a place you're a lady you want to get a job and the manager looks at you and say if i cannot sleep with you i cannot give you the job what do you do do you know how much you will need to compromise to get things done in this world if you're not a child of god if you don't believe god's word i can tell you this confidently because I've lived my life by God's word. Everything I have in this world came because I believed him and I trusted him. There's no anxiety in my life. Hallelujah. There's no anxiety in my life. Look at this. To imagine. Let's let's look there in there night. That thou mayest observe to do according that is written there, therein. Look at this. For then thou shall make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. I explained this on Sunday that the word good success means to deal intelligently with the affairs of life. So, in summary, the believer's meditation on the word gives him wisdom to deal with life affairs. You know what to do per time. You know what to say per time. You know how to answer people. The wisdom of God is at work in your life. Let me give you a practical example. I, I, I remember two nights ago, we, we came into I, I think I came into the house a little bit late and my, my kids ran out, welcomed me and everybody. So we went into the house, we didn't lock the gate, the gate was just open. So as I was about to sleep, it was late, maybe around twelve thirty, one o'clock. I just prayed in the spirit, going to the bedroom. I just felt in my heart, Oh, the gate is not locked. So, or something like go check the gate. So I just went, the whole gate was opened. And I locked it. You know, little things like that are the things that prevents people from buying plane tickets that would crash. Little things like that are the things that prevent people, right, from investing where their money will go wrong. Instructions like that are what will prevent people from marrying the wrong people. And it is those things that make people successful in life maybe you meet someone and you just feel in your heart oh why don't you tell him what you do and as you're telling him what you do you discover that they need someone in that company that's how you excel anybody let me let me let me for those of you who are in top positions or something anybody you are meeting to help you get a job let me just you know sometimes we do things that we don't think i'm not saying this is wrong but let me just give you a practical example if I meet Kiki now and say, Kiki, please, I, this is what I, I need you to help me get a job. Ask yourself, does he have brothers? The question is yes. Am I right? Come on, let's think together. Does he have brothers? He has brothers. Who will he want to help first? Let's be honest now. His brothers. Okay. Maybe let's uh, let's assume Kiki is married. Does the wife have brothers? They have. She has. They're there. Father-in-law, mother-in-law. All these people know people that are looking for jobs. Am I right? He has colleagues in the office. <laughs> Do you understand? Like both of them are working together, and he's, then he's, in a, he's, a, he's in, a, in a church. The church members. Is this one man who and the one job that this whole tree we are painting is looking for, right? And then he has friends who he went to school with. All, everybody's asking him for that one slot. Your chances. That's why, never get disappointed that nobody helped you. Sometimes, people don't even have the ability. They don't have it. They can't tell you that they don't have it. That's why from the one, train yourself to trust in God. Train yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? If you're called into ministry, train yourself to trust in God. God will raise people from nowhere. They will believe in what you're doing and they will support what you're doing. Sometimes they don't have the capacity. Not that they are wicked. They don't have it. Because hundreds of people are still looking for that one opportunity. That's why the believer's success must come from the word. The Lord tells you when to call, when to do the right things, where to place your CV. The Lord gives you ideas. And before you know, you'll be able to increase. And when you look around, there'll be nobody to say, if not for this man. And even if they did it for you, it will be as a result of God's word walking in them. Even when you're telling them, thank you, they feel embarrassed. Because they really did not do anything. But sometimes we're not patient enough to go through these routes. And you know, when we are on people and people don't help us, you know what happens? We get bitter, we get angry, we get offended. And that offense stops us from walking in the fullness of God's plan for our life. There are people who are still offended at their uncle that didn't pay their school fees. And this is 15 years after school. You're still angry. You've left the school. You are still angry that they didn't pay your year one school fees. And you carry that anger for life. And it hinders you. The number one blessing, the number one blessing blocker is offense. Look at this. And you shall make your way prosperous. That means you have a personal responsibility for the progress of your life. I want to read two scriptures quickly and I think we can close there. I want to read Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. I'll read three scriptures and then we can close. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Look at this. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than every two-edged sword, passing even to the dividing of son of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the hearts. Now, there's there's an explanation to this verse of scripture, but I want to turn it around. I want to turn it around based on what I'm teaching. The Word of God is living, and it can discern, look at this, the intentions and the thoughts of the heart. Like I said, there's an explanation to this, but I want to turn it around. That means if I stay on the Word, God's Word begins to purify my motives and all that. But this is where I want to take it. If I stay on the Word of God and I meditate on the Word of God, God's Word in my mouth and that I'm living, it's so powerful that it can impact on Him and work on His thoughts and His motives towards me. I'm trying to explain something now. I don't know if you understand. So, right now, I'm a pastor. So, I'm praying. I'm trusting God. Okay, let me give you a... A a practical example. Yesterday night, someone sent me an email and said, Pastor, I've been blessed by all the messages that you, uh, someone who partners with me in my radio program. I've been blessed with all your messages. I need us to sit and talk about how we can take these messages further and we can do so much more. Now, the person comes to our meetings once in a while, but it's not like a full member of our church. Right? I was excited yesterday night. Here's somebody saying, we need to sit and talk about how we can get this message out. Now, turn it the other way. Imagine I go and meet the man like some people do when they want to start ministry. Say, you know, sir, God appeared to me around 2 o'clock in the night. He says, son, it's your time to reach the world. Sir, the burden is so much. I don't know how you can help us. Do you know what is going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? The man is going to look for some change in his pocket. He said, well, I'm not the one that called you. But it is well. You know, when a believer tells you it is well, it means many things. It is well can also mean you are very foolish. You should get up from here. So he tells you it is well and gives you 15,000. Alright? Let me tell you this. Every time you depend on a man, you would always get less than God had originally planned for you. Anytime. Anytime. So I can be praying. I'm going somewhere. I can be praying and staying on the word and meditating on the word. And that word is so living and so powerful and so active, it comes to this man and say, I think you need to support that guy to do what he's doing. You know where the response will begin to come from? I put pressure on the word. The word puts pressure on whoever needs to be part of the vision. But you know what we do? We don't have time for the word. We rather go and sit in somebody's office from morning till evening and we don't stare. When you have time to read the word, no, 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 no. I'll read it later. I'll read it when I'm sleeping. And in your energy of the flesh and energy of the spirit, after doing that for years, you get frustrated, you get bitter at everybody, you get angry at everybody, you get angry at world people, a good car passes before you, you start insulting them, you don't even know where they are. Thieves, they are thieves. No, no righteous man can prosper, and you are a righteous man. You know what is happening? You begin to live life out of the bitter states. When you see someone increasing, you attack them. Because your bitterness cannot handle someone else's increase. Because why? You took time off the word. The word can impact people's thoughts. The word can impact people's motives. It can discern their heart and their intentions. And let me put it another way. When you live this way, God will not allow you to be blessed by people who have ulterior motives. It will discern their thoughts and it will prevent you from taking gifts from them. So you not have a young girl who just exposes herself to someone and receive gifts and receives them. Before you know, you're hooked. No, you're not a child of God. If you're a child of God, the word of God that you're speaking and meditating on will discern those thoughts and will be able to walk away from those opportunities. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 now the parable is this the seed is the word of god you have to be conscious that god's word is god's seed i was telling a friend of mine the other day i said i think one of the mistakes we have made in church is we have told people to sow a lot of money seeds and we have not taught them to sow word seed believers are some some of the believers are the most lazy people you can find they won't have they won't write when you're teaching they won't go back home and study the scriptures they won't have bibles you have somebody who is a christian for years no bible they don't know the word you hear them talk they are not speaking the word you hear somebody say somewhere in the bible say and they've never bothered to search it out That's supposed to be the word of God. That's why some people don't know the difference between African parables and and the Bible. Some people say, you know, the Bible says, heaven help those who help themselves. They just assume, they've heard it so much, they just assume it is in the Bible. Look at this. The seed is the word of God. You plant the seed. Let me show you one more last scripture and then we'll close. Mark 4.27 Mark 4.27 Mark 4.27 Look at this. No, Let's start reading from verse 26. From verse 26. And he said, look at this carefully. So is the kingdom of God. I want you to follow this. This is very powerful. As if a man should cast seed. What did we say was the seed? The The word of God. As if a man, so let's, let's, let's put the word of God there. As if a man should cast the word of God into what? The ground. Let's look at the next verse. And should sleep, meaning should go into a state of rest. You know, some of us, we plant the word and we want to answer the word. (laughs) We pray and we want to answer the prayer. Look at this. And rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. This scripture changed my life. You know what this scripture taught me? When I meditate on the word of God concerning something. And I pray the word concerning something. And I keep speaking the word, sowing the word. I don't bother about how it's going to come. I go to rest. When we are driving here this evening, I was just talking about this to my wife. And I remember, I shared it on Sunday, when we came into this town, we had nothing. And we were just praying the word and speaking the word. We wrote out the list of everything we needed. I think after we prayed about it once or twice, we didn't even remember the list. We just, we don't know what happened. You know, the day we saw the list, we discovered everything on that list we now had. You know, some of you are too anxious. You know, if you have a list like that, you will even keep it in front of your mirror. That list, instead of helping your faith, will become the tormentor of your faith. Ah, Father, it's been seven months. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It will now trouble you. No. Are you following what I'm saying? You know it, not how. I'm going back to that scripture in Hebrews. The Word of God is living. It will make a way and cause the answers to your prayers to come. When you're believing God for something, pray about it, trust God, go to sleep. You're going to sleep as a sign of your faith. You know what I mean, go to sleep? You know what I mean? You rest. It was when Adam was asleep that God brought Eve out of him. In your state of rest, God will do much more than your state of anxiety. You know, people talk a lot about church growth. I know pastors who have high blood pressure thinking about how the church will grow, and I don't understand it. You know what Paul says? He says, I planted, Apollos watered. What happened? God gives the increase. So, increase, is it my responsibility? No. What's my responsibility? The seed and the word. I keep planting the word. And that's how we've grown. And you say, ah, no, in this church, if you want to grow, do it like this. Put your church here. Put this handboard here. Do this one here. Do that one here. I mean, you can do, there are things, of course, I'm not saying, for instance, you can't say your church will grow and then you go and put your church, you know, I mean, there are natural wisdom things you will do. And sometimes as you meditate on the word, the word will give you wisdom. Like when we found out, oh no, we can have Bible study meetings here. That's the wisdom of God. It's not a strategy. It's something that came up in our spirit. But what I'm trying to say is, do not try to get increased by your struggles. Increase is a gift from God that comes to you as you sow the word. How many times did you sow the word? Day and night. Meaning all the time. Let me wrap up here because our time is gone. Listen to me. You must have scriptures that you are confessing every day. Are you following what I'm saying? There must be a Bible verse in your mouth every day. And I say this. There must be a Bible verse consigning every area of your life that you are believing God for. One verse of scripture, I love. It's when the psalmist says the seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. That's the one scripture I pray for my children. I don't have an expectation that my children will not increase on the earth. I don't have it. I, don't, I can't think it. He says the seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. They can't walk away from that. Are you following what I'm saying? After reading that scripture, I don't pray, Oh, Father, anywhere my children are, cover them with the blood of Jesus. Uh, The eyes of the wicked will not see them. Monitoring spirits will not see Where did you see monitoring spirits in the Bible? What kind of nonsense is that? Speak the word. You're speaking your ideas. I don't... The Bible has said the seed of the righteous, they shall be mighty on the earth. The foolishness of the gospel is more than the wisdom of men. where they are i plead the blood no 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 the seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth that word is living is active is powerful it can descend the thoughts of people that would love to harm my children and the angels of god will walk my children away from them because the word is living and active but you know what i cannot pray that and walk in fear at the same time it nullifies my faith I cannot pray that and then my child is coming and I say, what did you eat today? What did you not eat? No, no, no. I'm trying to answer my own prayers. What do I do? I speak the word and I go to sleep. I don't know how God is going to work it. I'm just giving an example. Maybe the day someone wants to harm my son, something happens, he doesn't show up in school. The word is working. I don't know how the word will work, but it will work. Are you following what I'm saying? Concerning your marriage, you speak that. Don't say, I don't know the kind of woman I got married to. You should know from the word. My wife is a Proverbs 31 woman. Because of her, they praise me at the gate. I don't know how it's going to happen. Don't try to make that happen by beating her into the Proverbs 31 woman. This, You say, this kind, comment not except by beating. No, that's not it. You understand? Concerning your finances... For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that although he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor. That through his poverty I might become rich. That means that my poverty uh, sorry, my prosperity is conditioned on the cross. Nothing can change that. Whether I'm in Nigeria, whether I'm in South Africa, whether I'm in Holland, whether I'm in Boni, the cross is a constant factor that does not grow through inflation. Are you following what I'm saying? And even in the days where there are seemingly lack, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I know how to abase and how to abound. Are you following what I'm saying? I, you know, I don't go and say people don't like me. No, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds me with favor. I found favor with God and I found favor with men. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't have wrong expectations from my life. For the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Let me explain this to you. Every negative thought that comes your way have a scripture to speak against that. You don't need to go I bind. I bind. I No, calm down. Don't bind. Before you bind yourself, just speak the word. Just, You know how Jesus responded to temptation? The word. He just spoke the word amen i said amen Amen. just speak the word but how can we speak the word if we don't know the word so what's our responsibility to know the word read the word of god hallelujah let's be on our feet let's thank god for his word